So you think R. Kelly's a pedophile? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> carry the fucking weight oh, I'm just minute. letting it go alright it's just gonna be it's just it's gonna, gonna go. be nothing for a second I guess I could do the yeah go for thing. it hello welcome to episode 4 of you should listen to this uh, a music podcast my name is Darby Larson and joined uh, with me today <laughs> okay is Jackson Buns alright Hi guys, welcome no. to episode four. Wait a minute, wait a minute, this. wait a minute. Wait, I just did it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, just did it though. I'm doing it again. You were. <laughs> God, leave, me, no, we're leaving that. Okay. We're leaving it. It's perfectly fine. Hi. I don't know where to go from now because I'm used to doing the intro. <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? What do I want to talk about? Well, I got <laughs> something on my mind. You here. got something on your mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you about how. I just read the intro off, and I think I did a pretty okay job, and then you come in saying, no, no, and then you start doing the intro. To be completely honest. After you told me to do it. (laughs) To be honest, I kind of wasn't entirely listening to you, so I have no idea if you did a good job or not. I'm going to assume that you did well, because uh, you tend to do a pretty good job at things. Okay. Uh... But I don't know where to go from here now. I'm oh, really all thrown off my equilibrium. Okay. So we'll just uh, we're just gonna jump right into it, as they say. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the state of Minnesota? How do I feel about it? Yeah. I fucking hate it. Why? Why? I don't actually. It's pretty good. Ex- explain. What are your three favorite things about Minnesota? My, my three favorite things about Minnesota. They or have... what are the three things that you think about when you think of Minnesota? Like, uh, what are the top three? Shake Shack. Shake Shack. All right. Um. They have a Tesla dealership out there. Right. <laughs> and Prince, I think. Okay, Prince. I was, I was waiting for Prince to show up. Um, a true icon, Prince. Um, better than Michael Jackson in pretty much every single regard. Um, I met someone who thought that Michael Jackson was better than Prince, and that was a very upsetting, like situation for me because i like didn't even know when to begin to argue i was just so upset that someone held that belief yeah that's pretty wrong yeah michael jackson was on Chappelle show prince wasn't oh, no. either but oh no i forgot the tv was on <laughs> we're no we're gonna oh, get God, copyright okay. we're gonna get copyright strike for playing the flyers game in the background <laughs> i apologize if i tune out every now and then the flyers game is on yeah and uh, they suck they do suck right They're now. They're pretty bad. Unfortunately. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's definitely wrong on all counts. I will say Michael Jackson is a better dancer yeah. than Prince. But Prince is a better musician, artist, person. I don't know about person. He, um... I guess he never dangled a child over a balcony, but... Yeah. I mean, the entire, like, Michael Jackson is a child predator thing was, like, fabricated. Which yeah. is very unfortunate, because, like, that's, like, always been, like, super heartbreaking to me, is that, like, Michael Jackson was regarded as, like, the most, like, talented artist of all time, and then the last, like, ten years of his life, everyone thought he was a fucking weirdo pedophile. <laughs> Alright. Like, that's a bad way all to right. die. Detective Jackson. Yeah. I'll I tell am... me how this is fabricated. 
um, basically, um, I'm not 100% well-versed in the situation, so I'm not going to go into details, but basically, um, one of the parents of, like, the children, or whatever, had, like, previously tried to sue Michael Jackson over, like, a bullshit claim and, like, didn't win, Hmm. so he, like, like, lied in wait for a couple years and then came out with, oh, fucking Michael Jackson diddled my kid, and, um... (laughs) Then that started Classic. getting traction because, like, I think the original lawsuit was some, like, weird... It was something that, like, wouldn't get national attention. It was just something kind of, like, under the radar, like, basic lawsuit that the dude thought he'd be able to win. Because mm-hmm. he, like, was asking for a minute amount of money. And then that didn't work for him. So he he went in bold with the whole Michael Jackson is a child predator thing. And that didn't work out for him either because I don't think he won either lawsuit. This is... Okay. So, like, uh, the whole idea of him being <clears throat> the child predator was just around, surrounding... It was the whole lawsuit thing. Yeah, it was basically that, this And then one, people just took yeah. it as, like, oh, Michael Jackson's a pedophile, and you're in, like, fucking... Yeah, because, grade, like... was like, yeah, he's, he diddles kids, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I spent my entire life thinking that Michael Jackson was, like, a child predator until I, like, read a few things and realized that, like... I mean, he could have been. I suppose. I mean, there's a he lot of... He did have the Neverland thing. Yeah, but that's also not, like, inherently, like, suggesting that he's abusing children. Because, like, you also gotta think about the fact that, like, Homeboy had no childhood, because he was immediately pushed into stardom by his fucking father. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that definitely played into uh, some kind of mental health issue, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a complicated character. He's a tough nut to crack, that Michael Jackson. He's a tough nut. Tough nut to crack. Rest in peace, uh, it's been... It's going to be 10 years uh, this year, June 25th, wonder, 2009. Re- rest in peace. Rest in peace. I wonder how much of his body actually decomposed. <laughs> like, how much of Michael Jackson's face do you think is left? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I don't want to think about that. That's terrible. Wouldn't that be cool? Did they cremate him? I'm going to look that up. Yeah, do a Google. I'll do a Google. You do the talking thing. Yeah, um, whenever I think about Michael Jackson... Um, my default go-to, like, thought about him is, um, that one Eminem music video where he dresses up as Michael Jackson, like, sets his hair on fire and shit, like, does the whole Pepsi commercial thing. Um, that's for some reason my first thought. I think it was because I saw way too many Eminem music videos as, like, a small child. Like, I was exposed to Eminem way too fucking much as a young person, which, I mean, I'm a vaguely suburban, rural, white kid. So, of course, I was subjected to Eminem at a young age. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like that did stunt my growth a little bit. Yeah. Emotionally and physically. Emotionally, physically. Yeah, that's why I'm not taller. Is because I listened to too much Eminem as a young boy. Um, I haven't tried to revisit any of his material in the last two years, but I know it can't be good. I tried to listen to his new album when it came out, and I... The one with the flag on it? The one with the flag... Oh, did one come out after that? I don't know. I'm don't thinking know. of Kamikaze, the one that has the Beastie Boys riff uh, on no, the cover. Oh, no, there's the the other one. The, what the fuck did he put out two albums last year? Yeah, I think. No, I don't know. I know he put one out that everyone was, like, talking mad shit about. I thought they were all terrible, because, like, Kamikaze yeah. was the one that was full of, like, diss tracks and shit, and it just sounded like, from, like, an outside perspective looking in, it just seemed embarrassing, because it was just this old-ass man trying to diss, like new rappers that are a thousand times more successful than he is at this point. Oh, no, okay, so he put out the Revival one in 2017, and then Kamikaze in 
2018. Okay, you're right, you're right. I think the last one that I actually listened to in full was the Marshall Mathers LP2 from, like, four or five years ago. And that was alright. It was like, this is, this is Eminem. I don't know jack shit about Eminem. All I know is, like, he fucking hated women or something. Yeah, he had some very, um... Which, I mean, is not, like, new to the hip-hop or rap genre at all, but he kind of just was... That was his thing. It was just, like, aggressively, like, anti-women lyrics, which, I mean, to each their own, whatever the fuck. Did Eminem have, like, mommy issues or something? He probably had a lot of issues. Yeah. I think his mom was, like, a drug addict or something, which, like, nothing against drug addicts, but, I mean, that can't provide for a very, uh, warm... Loving household? Loving household, necessarily. Um, I remember listening to Eminem Eminem, Eminem, Eminem a lot as, as a young man, and that definitely did not help my growth, and, like, I definitely enjoy a lot of hip-hop and rap, but all of the stuff that I listen to now is a thousand times better than Eminem could ever be. Uh, Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time. He's, like, the greatest, like, white rapper of all time. Uh, who's the... Nope, it's, uh... <laughs> Actually, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest white, rapper white rapper of all time is the drummer from Death Grips. The, the greatest white rapper of all time is Macklemore. Action Bronson. <laughs> no, just Action Bronson. I take it back. Is there a white dude in Run the Jewels? I don't know. I know nothing about popular hip-hop or rap, okay, honestly. I have no idea. I just know the names of people. I... And then I... Yeah. Yeah, like, a while back I did I did a thing where I listened to the top 50 songs on Spotify, and about, like, 48 of them I had never heard before, and, like, some of them I'd never even heard of the artist before. Um, most of it was, uh, Takashi 6 9 and XXX Temptation. Temptation. I still don't know how to pronounce it. It's like, Tent- par- it's like parquet courts. Tena- I don't know how to pronounce it. Tentacion. Tentacion. Tentacles. Tentacles. XXX Squidward Tentacles. Um. Is, that's gotta be a Photoshop. I d- There's no way it's not. Rip. Um. Rest in peace to Steven Hilbert. Not to Hillenberg. <laughs> Not to XXX Let's talk about important music news. Yeah, not dead rappers. For those of you who have been living under a rock, we're trying. They're trying to get <laughs> fucking SpongeBob played at the Super Bowl. Sweet victory. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I saw like the like Change.org petition for it, which yeah. I think that's the most ironic website name. It's Change.org, but I don't think anything on there has ever changed anything. I don't know. I don't think so. It be- this better be the one time, though. This, would, yeah, this better be it. I would watch the Super Bowl. I would care about football <laughs> if it meant that I could see, like, a hologram SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Or just if they got real sponges and starfishes. They could have a dude in a fucking, like, mascot costume. No, I wouldn't give a shit. They no, bo- I want real... to be a tiny little stage with, like, a real sponge that would be and amazing. shit on it. I'd fucking kill to see that. I just imagine being in the stadium and looking down on, like, a tiny little box that has, like, a spotlight on it while they're just <laughs> blasting Sweet Victory over the speakers. A box, it'd have to be a, the bubble. Oh, yeah, that's true. They get, like, marionette fucking sponges. Yeah. I would I would watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. That'd be the best halftime show ever. Uh, Prince. Okay, that was the best halftime that show That was pretty ever. fucking This badass. would be a close second. Yeah. Dude, it fucking, like, I don't know if you've, like, heard anything about that halftime show or whatever, but when it was... Who's re- doing it? Like, who's actually doing oh, it? Oh, the is new like... one? I don't know. I, I heard Adam Levine. I thought it was... Is it Adam Levine or is it Maroon 5? 
Well, what's the difference? Okay, right. Apparently, like, I heard something about the Numero and Five album, and apparently it's just, like, a bunch of, like, guest spots from, like, rappers and shit. But not, like, good rappers, like, rappers that white people like. And not, like, white people that are into hip-hop. It's, like, white people that like parquet courts and car seat headrest. Like who? I'm gonna have to look up the track listing, because I don't know off the top of my head, because I'm going and fucking blind. But I'm pretty sure there's just, it's just full of guest spots, and it's fucking weird. Um... Hmm. I couldn't tell you a single Maroon 5 song. Is it the... Well, we got a Cardi B's on something. Well, there we go. The rappers that white people like. Hang on a second. Here, here's the... Here, Let's here. see. Red Pill Blues? Is this it? Maybe. Featuring Sa. Is this a... Julia Michaels? Lunch Money Lewis? Never heard of that name before. ASAP Rocky? Uh, a dollar sign AP Rocky? Yeah. Correction? Whatever. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. So yeah, it's it's rappers that white people like. Is that how you're supposed to say that? Say what? A dollar sign AP? No, it's ASAP Rocky. Oh. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is good. Yeah, I like Kendrick Lamar. Future sucks. Future's fucking great. Cardi B. Pretty bad. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I don't enjoy Cardi B's music. Saint. I prefer Lil' Kim. Um... Where the fuck did we... How did we get here? I don't know. I don't, oh, we were talking about uh, the Prince halftime show. Oh, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Prince. Uh, Lil Yachty. <laughs> Lil Yachty? Oh, yeah. The Straight Edge King. I think Lil Yachty. Minnesota should change their state song to... Minnesota. Uh, Cold Like Minnesota. It's a really good song. Absolutely. I unironically really enjoy Lil Yachty. He's just a fun guy. He's a fun guy. Straight Edge. I can't understand what he's fucking saying. It doesn't matter. I don't think he has much important to say. He's a very soft-spoken guy. Oh my fucking god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're again distracted by the Flyers game. Are they doing bad? I haven't been paying attention. Flyers and the Devils. Yeah, not good. Not I think good. that was on a pod. I think that was a shorthanded goal by New Jersey. Or maybe not. I don't know. I think Whatever, Lil- this isn't important to yeah, the podcast. I think, so I think Liliati should do a cover of Straight Edge by Minor Threat. But like that would be really interesting, actually. It's like how NoFX did like the weird like ska lounge, fucking version of Straight Edge, where they had um, El Jefe do the vocals for it, and he's doing like the fucking Louis Armstrong like impression. Yeah, (laughs) I would pay money for it. Oh yeah, I'd pay good money. I'd probably pay like ninety nine cents on iTunes for it. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. I would stream it. I would stream on title if that's still a thing. Is that a thing? Was that the uh, that one dude's music Jay-Z? streaming company, Jay Z? Yeah, because it was gonna be like, oh, you can get like lossless streaming. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, you can get exclusive Jay Z and Beyonce albums. Yeah, that fell through, didn't it? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I haven't heard anyone know. talk about it. It's it's no, it's not a signature of clout like um, fucking AirPods are. I got AirPods and a title subscription. Title. Hi-Fi songs, playlists, and videos. There's only f- over 57 million songs on title. That's fucking stupid. That's that's not enough. You need more songs. You need good songs. need to be Jay-Z, Spotify. I know you're listening. All right. Um, oh, here's a couple things you need to do to fix uh, your platform here. All right. One, you need a free trial. And you also need to make it available for free but just like 
destroy people with ads. I'm talking ads in the middle of the song. Before yeah. every chorus, if there's ever a buildup, you need to like fi- figure out how to make like a thing that can detect that ad right before like the payoff. Yeah, like right out. before the drop, it's going to be like, "Hi, thank you for li- uh, using title. Yeah. We're going to take 30 seconds of your time to to uh, fucking get a word from our sponsors, uh, Hupy and Abraham. Hupy and Abraham. And then it's just William Shatner comes in. <laughs> you ever see those fucking growing up? It was always on the yeah, basic cable channels. He's like in like the weird uh, lawyer office and shit. Yeah. He's like, call Hupy and Abraham. Yeah, I fucking, I remember watching <laughs> Hupy and Abraham a lot. And then there was one that always made me like, the timing was perfect because like, you remember that fucking uh, Dolan meme where it was the fucking Donald Duck and Goofy, just like the shitty drawing. Oh model? yeah, yeah, Dolan. There was, there, was one that, there was one that there was one like Law Office one that came on all the time that was fucking Dolan and Associates, and it was just really good timing for me, and I thought it was super funny. Uh, but that was also when I was like fourteen or fifteen, so like. But I keep mentioning Minnesota. What, okay. What about, what did you want to talk about? Minnesota. I want to talk about Minnesota because Minnesota is fucking killing it when it comes to music right now, specifically like hardcore and punk music. And I wanted to just do a quick mention. And by quick, I mean this will probably take way longer than I expected to. Here it goes. But I just want to talk about some bands that are fucking killing it right now. Uh, Some bands that, um, most of them I haven't seen personally because they're either newer or they just haven't played in Iowa recently. Or I just work all the time, so I can't see them. Right. But it's bands that I enjoy thoroughly. They're doing cool shit. And I think they're cool. And I think just the Midwest in general gets a lot of, like... The Midwest is very, very hard for any band to get big out of. And not necessarily, like, getting, like, money or getting, like, popular per se, but, like, getting the recognition that, like, East Coast or West Coast bands get. Yeah. Because the East Coast is kind of fucking killing it for hardcore right now, like... Every big band that gets hyped up the most is always an East Coast band. Like, that's kind of just how it's been. In the Midwest, is starting to slowly merge in there with, like... There was a wave of it, like, after Knocked Loose made it big. They were starting to get more attention to that style of music being played in the Midwest. But that's kind of faded since then. But there's a lot of fucking cool-ass Midwest bands. Most of them from Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana... That's so weird that it's the Minnesota. You're talking about like Minnesota bands, hardcore bands being like some of the best Midwest hardcore. Yeah, because it's such a nice. Every time I've gone to Minnesota, I've always had nothing but a pleasant experience. Yeah, like they have nothing to draw from. Fucking nice. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's a fucking frozen hellscape. All the time. No, it's not. It's beautiful. You're not there right now. You don't fucking know. I went there in March one time. It was fucking awesome. I had a great time. Yeah, but you're also visiting. You're not living there. It was like, yeah, but I had a good time. I walked around downtown, fucking walked through those skywalks and dumbass little shopping skywalks. areas and stuff. Parking. Yeah, you don't want to be outside. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's no. like how you were talking about fucking how the best part of 21 Pilots' performance was stuff that didn't have to do with the music. Yeah, it was the lights and everything. The best part of being in Minneapolis cool. is not being outside. It's true. The, like... The constant for the entire fucking thing. Stay away from St. Paul. St. Paul's okay. We're, we're going there in March. St. Paul is spooky. St. Paul's alright. 
Well, depending on where you're at in St. I've, Paul. Like, I've been in St. Paul more times than I've been in Minneapolis. Oh, I like Minneapolis better. I mean, I like Minneapolis better, too, but, like, I have no problem with St. Paul. Other than the fact that the roads make no goddamn sense. That is true. It's very confusing over there. One of the times that I was there, um, I wasn't driving, but the person that was driving, like, took a weird turn, and we end up, like, in a fucking, like, trolley lane. Because they have those fucking <laughs> trolleys going everywhere. This, my car doesn't have this. Yeah, it's this like. This trolley thing. Oh, is this like a prototype for the new Tesla subway? Like <laughs> the, the Tesla subway in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. They got some interesting looking stuff over there. There's this weird, like, all the way down from the uh, Excel Energy Center, like, down the street. There's, like, a really cool-ass, like, diner. It's, yeah. like, made out of, like, metal. I don't know. It looks cool. I want to go there next time I go to St. Paul, but we'll see. If we have time, we'll do it. Yeah. But, Minnesota Hardcore. Okay, sorry. About I just want to talk about a few bands. There's a new band called Rot. Okay. Pretty badass. They, um, they're a hardcore band, but they basically sound, the production is super fucking clean on the new EP that they have. They've only released one single from so far, but they have an EP coming out the 18th. So, six days. Rot. Rot. Um, How do you spell that? R-O-T. Okay. R-O-T. <laughs> It's there's no umlauts. Don't worry, no they're not a, they're not a black metal band. Um, they're really fucking good. They basically sound like a band that would have toured with like Terror or the Ghost Inside, like any of the like sort of fast, heavy hardcore that has super clean production and really fucking good guitar work. Like that was the first thing that stuck out to me when I listened to the song that they dropped yesterday. Um, very clean sounding very very well put together and just like it just sounds good sounds really good for a band's like first effort which i think is kind of the point um got a lot of respect for them got members of another minnesota band called war prayer war prayer war prayer um another really good band i think they have an ep coming out in the future sometime that details are not coming out about but (laughs) they've got a few releases really fucking good i've seen them a couple times at this point, and they're they're heavy. They're good. They're, they're heavy, a hardcore band. So um, you can uh, beat up your grandma too. It's music that you could definitely beat up your friends to and jump around to, which is the best kind of music. Um, there's another band. Uh, they just put out a demo uh, like a month ago or so. They're a straight edge band called Gadget, which I think is a fucking fantastic name. That's a cool. Name. I just like really cool like simple names like that. Um, Makes me think of like. Uh, Ratchet and Clank for some reason. I just think of Inspector Gadget, like Straight Edge Inspector Gadget. No, that'd be that'd be a better reboot. Straight Edge Inspector Gadget. Yeah, not fucking. Uh, who's the fucking dude that played Inspector Gadget in the live action movie? Uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Matthew Broderick. That's not his name. Yeah, it's Matthew Broderick. No, it's not. It's absolutely Matthew Broderick. That was fair. The dude that killed a woman. Holy shit. It's Matthew Broderick, right? I thought that was someone else. Yeah, it is Matthew Broderick. Yeah, the dude that fucking, like... I don't know if he actually got charged with vehicular manslaughter, but he definitely killed, like, two women in fucking France. Doing what? Driving? I think he was drunk driving or something. <laughs> That's bad. And he had to be, like, on probation for a minute. Um, but yeah, Gadget. Really good band. Like, minute-long songs. Just uh, straight edge. That's all you gotta know. It was a straight edge band. All right. Uh, let's see, I mentioned War Prayer, they're, they're a cool band, been around for a minute, um, 
They're probably like of the Minnesota bands. They're probably the biggest one right now, just because they've done like the most extensive touring at this point. And uh, they work hard. Big re- big respect. Big up. Big up. Big ups to to that band. There's another new band called Optimal Crime, which I also think is a badass That's a pretty name. Pretty cool name. Uh, they're like they're like a punk slash screamo type band. Um, heavily. I don't know if this is intentional because I don't know uh, the influences personally, but from what I've gotten from it, from what I listen to, is is heavily influenced and directly sort of has a very similar sound to like early two thousand screamo and like sass bands. Ooh, it's very it's very especially with the vocals, like the way that the vocals sound and are produced sounds very similar to um, XBXRX which is one of my favorite, like, sass bands. And uh, also very similar to a band called Black Eyes that I really, really like from that era. Black Eyes was on Discord Records in, like, the early 2000s or something like that, and I think, like, one of the members, like, had something to do with Fugazi in some way. I'm probably, like, pulling that out of my ass because, like, Discord Records, like, felt like it was all connected in some way. Yeah. But... I'm sure someone will correct you. I'm, sh- I'm sure no one will. Uh, if they do, I'll fucking tell them that they're wrong. I only speak truths on this podcast. But no, Optimal Crime, they have a demo out on Bandcamp. And it's really fucking good. I think it's only like six or seven minutes long. But it's just like grindy-ish, weird screamo stuff. It's not overly heavy. It's just kind of weird and like groovy sounding. I'll have to look into that one then. It's, it's a good one. Um, vocals are really cool. It's definitely just like from how uh, how it sounds to me feels very influenced by like the early 2000s screamo stuff and more like modern like groovier punk style stuff like super unison that still has that screamo influence at its core um i love that style to death so i'm glad that there's another band that sounds like that um i just i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot i like i like there's been a weird like sort of screamo resurgence in the past couple years mm-hmm. like Obviously, like, at the forefront is See You Space Cowboy, um, doing just, like, heavy, heavy, low, low, drop-dead gorgeous sort of stuff. Um, there's a band called Wrist Me Razor, which is pretty... That's a badass name. A lot of people, like, shit on that band, but the type of people that shit on, like, that band name are, like, also people that probably listen to Car Seat Headrest. Um, so, uh, take their opinions with a grain of salt. Car Seat Headrest. That's a pretty bad name. Listen to... My favorite band, Polka Dot Chair. Polka Dot Chair? Yeah. It's just, like, what your favorite pattern is and, like, the closest piece of furniture next to you? Yeah. Yeah. Plaid office chair. Argyle Armoire. Argyle Armoire? That actually sounds kind of <laughs> cool. I'd respect that. Go get your uh, Argyle Armoire t-shirts. Yeah. On the shop. We have a lathe cut EP coming out. <laughs> it's shaped like an armoire. <laughs> This was recorded on wood. Yeah, this was... There is a... The record label that the dude from Spaz ran in the 90s, it's Slap-A-Ham Records. They released, like, a noise record that was one inch, and it was just a piece Slap of cardboard. Slap-A-Ham? Slap-A-Ham Records. Okay. They released a noisy piece that's just, like, a piece of, like... I think it was just a piece of cardboard that was just, like, shaved down, but it was, like, an inch in size, and it was their noisy piece. Does it like, wasn't playable at all. No. They made, like, ten of them. That's pretty great. But there was one up on, like, eBay a while ago for, like, 
five or six thousand dollars holy shit there's some like early slap of ham stuff that like goes for a bunch like just spaz in general that that band's like more limited shit is always like super expensive i only own one of like the represses of their albums and i own a t-shirt that's a yeah, I'm, you, I'm not that excited you paid upwards of $200 for both of them I paid $20 for the record Because I got a JCD and Javi in Des Moines Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's a good place That's a good place uh, I got the t-shirt I think I got the t-shirt from like just like a screen printing place So it's not original It's not special in any That's way That's alright You know what You got Sometimes you gotta make do Sometimes you gotta make do Got a few more to mention Okay Got Wanderer Really like those guys. I've booked them once. I've seen them a bunch of times. They're just heavy. Heavy, heavy good hardcore. Uh, they recently got a new vocalist, and that change is definitely, uh... It's definitely different. Uh, their new vocalist is super fucking talented, though. So I, I dig it a lot. Um, the one time I saw them with their new vocalist, I was incredibly nauseous and sick, and I was just standing in the back of the room trying not to throw up. <laughs> So did that you fucking powered through it though. You got. I did power through it the second their set finished though. I immediately just darted outside and I was just like, I need fresh air. You vomit? I did not vomit. That's I've, impressive. I've been on a vomit free streak for a minute. Um, That's the best streak to be on. Yeah, I've definitely like have not vomited in a while. I can't remember the last time I threw up. I think the last time I threw up was when I uh, when I shotgunned a bunch of non-alcoholic beers on Fourth of July. And I threw up twice in a quick star parking lot. Ugh. Because, like, even though I'm straight edge, I still have some trashy endeavors in my life. And um, as long as you're not uh, getting drunk off the 0.5% alcohol. I think it's less than that, isn't it? It's supposed to be less than 0.5. That's still not straight edge. I broke edge from 4th of July because <laughs> yeah, I'm not alcoholic beers. Beers. Um, but yeah, Wander's really good. They released an EP called Abandoned last year that was like of like the EPs that came out in 2018 that was one of my favorites um it's just heavy the very cool guitar tones just very effects heavy and not necessarily an overtly weird way but in just a way that makes it sound fucking cool and very clean um big fan 10 out of 10 whoa 10 yeah 10 out of 10 I'm giving it 10 out of 10 yeah soft 10 out of 10 um is it better to have a soft 10 or a hard 10? A hard 10 is very, like, indignant and adamant. A soft 10 is just, like, being like, yeah, it's a 10. Okay. A hard 10 is, like, Anthony Fantano, Daughters album 10. Because he, he fucking jerked that album off until the fucking cows came home. Uh, it's a good album. It's a really good album. We still haven't dove deep into that one yet. That's an um, endeavor. Gonna mention a few more bands. Uh super fucking heavy band called while god sleeps um they put it on an ep a couple months ago um very very much so in the same lane as bands like chamber and vatican and sanction not as like heavy-handed with like the influences that those bands draw from but still just fucking heavy lots of lots of mosh riffs um it's good stuff still haven't seen them would like to soon Maybe I'll make the trek up to Minneapolis at some point when I 
have some free time and some money. I vote everyone just moves to Minneapolis. That's what people are doing. That's kind of been the move. It's kind of slowed down now, but that's kind of been the thing for the past, like, two or three years. It's like, oh, you're from fucking Iowa City or Des Moines? <laughs> Move to Minneapolis. It's a cool city, man. I'd prefer it over anywhere in Iowa. I do. It's just, I... Definitely I, do. Every, I don't know if I'd be able to afford to live there right now. Um, but no. I'd prefer to. I mean, uh, honestly, you might be able. To, it might be easier to find like a decent job that you don't need a degree for. Up there. I could live in Duluth and then commute to Minneapolis. That's like two hours. Work your way in. Yeah, I, j- I just need to start. Like I need to start at the border and then slowly work my way up. Yeah. Like each year, moving like twenty or thirty miles closer to Minneapolis. Yeah. Like I'll start in Stewartville, or like Austin Leo or something like that, or like. Awatana. These names all sound made up. They're all real places that I've been in my life. Awatana? Awatana. I think Austin has... It's either Austin or Awatana has the fucking Spam Museum. Spam Museum? I could work oh! at the Spam Museum, yeah. I've heard of that. I didn't mean to yell so loud. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It probably didn't peak that My dad bad. tried to get us to go there as like a family at one point, and everyone was just like, that's a dumb fucking idea. Yeah, that's a dumb idea. That's a bad family vacation. That's the one that you look museum? back on, like, you'd, like, to get, like, your photo taken in front of the Spam Museum, and, like, all the kids would be crying, but your dad would just have the biggest fucking smile on his He's face. he got a fucking Spam t-shirt on. Yeah, he has the Spam t-shirt, Spam hat. The bucket hat. Spam yeah. bucket hat. Yo, I would, if I found a Spam bucket hat, <laughs> that'd be, like, an instant fucking purchase. Dude, that'd be a cool band name. Not Spam bucket hat, but Spam bucket. Spam bucket? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be our crust punk band. Spam bucket. But like the U oh, has yeah. like an umlaut on it. Yeah. Spam bucket. Spam bucket. Spam bucket. Yeah. We'll start a crust band called Spam Bucket. I don't know if I have any uh, other bands to band talk about. All these band names are up for grabs if you're yeah, looking Spam for bucket, um, and Argyle Armoire. Yeah, you can have that. Uh, parquet yeah. courts. Just remember where where it came from. Yeah. Send send five dollars to <laughs> the Jesus. PayPal jacksonbones at gmail.com if you use any of those band names wow. or log into your fucking paypal or cash app dollar sign carrying flowers if you want to use any of those band names pm me on twitter yeah dm me on twitter dm I'm at pearl man, jam is jizz <laughs> dm me five dollars all right i've made a list of other bands uh let's see oh hang on jackson hang before on before you go on with that uh, we got a word from our sponsor. Got a word from our sponsor. <laughs> we got a All right. sponsor. This episode, you should listen to this, is brought to you by Audible.com. Use <laughs> promo code YSLTTP and get 10% off your next, uh, like, three or four books that you order from Audible.com. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this out. <laughs> you don't? Why would you have to cut out that? Uh, we're giving them free promotion. It's a fake <laughs> promo code, but we're giving them promotion. It's listen, not real. This week, I suggest you purchase Secret Machines by Tom DeLonge. That's secret with a K. Um, the audiobook portion of that is very interesting. It's unfortunately not narrated by Tom DeLonge, but y- y- you get the point. It's about I'm not animals. even sure if Tom DeLonge can read. Oh, he can't. He can write, but he can't read. He can write. He writes like fucking Charlie Day and yeah. Always Sunny. You think like alien like chicken symbols, and then the other guy who writes those secret machines books has to like decipher them. Yeah, like they got the dude that deciphered the Zodiac Killer fucking notes to work with Tom DeLonge so he could write a book. Yeah, that works for me. I actually picked up the um, the war 
war gods and whatever the, the fuck. war gods the gods man and war or whatever i didn't even know that existed but i like the cover i didn't either yeah i really like it's just like the anything. 80s 70s science fiction style yeah, stuff cool as hell it's pretty fun so far i'm in a section called uh what was the fucking reptilian cult something i'm not very far into it but uh, i'll get back to you on that the cult of the reptilian is the, the cult section. of the reptilian yeah. Is about how like all the presidents are reptilians. It's so far basically it's just been relating all this shit back to like like ancient Sumerians and stuff. Oh yeah. Like all it's basically just like a big ancient aliens jerk off fest. Oh yeah. And it's fun. Like I love this stupid shit. So of all the presidents that the United States has have has had, what do you think is like the most likely to be a reptilian? Like which one? Which one? Yeah. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah. Billary Clinton. Billary Clinton. It's fitting that you said that. Oh, you said presidents. I said presidents, yes. <laughs> if we're talking politicians, absolutely Hillary, yeah, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Um, but if we're talking Barack presidents... Obama. Barack Obama. Huh? I can see it. I think he's a shapeshifter. You think Barack Obama's a shapeshifter? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's uh, who Billy Corgan was talking about in the he's Joe Rogan interview. talking about seen Barack Obama shapeshift yeah. into Michelle He was Obama. watching TV and Barack Obama came on and he just like got the vapors. <laughs> Yeah. When he said he's seen someone shapeshift, he meant like in a YouTube video, like one of those yeah ones where it's just like the camera glitches out or something, and the person's face warps a little bit. He like picked up a copy of the fucking Animorphs books, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> it's just like the fucking metal image of Billy Corgan backstage, like cracking open an Animorphs book, yeah. <laughs> getting ready to go on. My mental image was more just like <clears throat> he's like at like a bookstore or something like that, like trying to find like I don't know fucking books about like knitting or something like that, and he like stumbles into the young adult fiction section, like opens up an animorphs book and just like sees the cover and like <gasps> and just like fucking drops it on the ground and like like has a little panic attack. He like falls down like against like the shelves and just like he's like clutching his chest like in fear. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I've seen it in a shapeshifter. I saw a man turn into a bulldog. If you could shapeshift into one form, other than your current form, what what would you pick? Billy Corgan. You'd pick Billy Corgan? I would turn into 2019 Billy Corgan. Oh my god. Fat, uncircumcised, circumcised penis Billy Corgan. Fat, uncircumcised... Is this confirmed that Billy Corgan is uncircumcised? Well, I said both, so I'm, I'm probably right. Oh. Well, I mean, you have to be. Yeah. Unless he's secret option C. Secret option C? I don't know what that would be. You can have that band name, too. Secret option C? Yep. Circumcised, uncircumcised? Yeah. What if he's got, like, one of those botched circumcisions? Yeah, like he has, like, a staple in his dick or something. Something. It's, like, all weird. It yeah. It looks like one of those uh, old people chairs with the the buttons where that like, comes <laughs> in. It looks like one of those fucking juice barrels. Juice barrels? Yeah. You ever grow up have the juice barrel? <laughs> oh, yeah, with the colored juice, it makes you poop the color of the juice. Yeah. If you drink too much of it. Looks like, uh, looks like a fucking pig in a blanket. No, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. What looks like pig in a blanket? Billy Corkin's dick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I paid good money to get backstage <laughs> at Smashing Pumpkins. I fucking got what I paid for. And then some. Yeah. I really want to know what, like, what the Smashing Pumpkins writer is, like, 
before they play a show what Billy Corgan needs. That would be. What would what does Billy Corgan need before the Smashing Pumpkins show segment? Um, Sour Patch Kids probably. Absolutely. Uh, he needs a fucking shit, dude. One cantaloupe that's already been like scooped out, <laughs> so it's just kind of the skin. Yeah, a bottle of Jergens, probably. Yeah. Empty. Empty bottle of Jergens. He needs. Um, Brillo pads. Everything that he gets, it needs to be empty, so like he can pick up each item and be like, "And this is empty, just like me." And then it fucking <laughs> he just like mouths out the riff to zero. Seven mirrors. Seven mirrors placed in a circle around him, so he can just go in there and he's just in his little mirror palace before the show starts. Yeah. Someone's like knocking on the other side, like, "Mr. Corgan, you need to start." <laughs> Show was supposed to start twenty minutes ago. And then he's, he's like, like, he's like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> am I over here or am I over here, <laughs> Mr. Corgan? Could you please, please step out of the Mirror Fortress? <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be their next album title, Mirror Fortress. Mirror Fortress. Yeah, they're on I course for it. Billy Corgan, if you're listening to this and you decide to title the next Smashing Pumpkins album Mirror Fortress, PayPal me at jacksonbuns <laughs> at gmail or cash at me, dollar sign carrying flowers. Um, any amount will be accepted. Your it's... fucking cash app user thing is dollar sign carrying flowers. Yeah. Okay. Mainly because I, I originally it was just my name, and I decided I didn't want it to be my name anymore. Mm. Because I didn't feel like when I'm like begging for money online, posting my full name. Is that like a Morrissey reference? Uh, it's a ceremony reference. Oh. It's one of the last tracks on Still Nothing My View. Oh. I like was like dead me. set. I was gonna be like, this is gonna be a ceremony reference, but I couldn't think of anything that was like good. So I picked that, which also isn't very good. But I've, I've it's been like that for a year, so I kinda don't want to change it. It's kind of a deep cut reference. It's a deep cut reference. If you like ceremony, you know what I'm talking about. It's a good song. Big fan. Big fan of that band. Not gonna talk about that band because we don't have enough time. Uh Lil Yachty. Morrissey. We have plenty of time to talk about Lil Yachty. We have plenty of time to talk about Lil Yachty. Because uh, it'll take like two seconds. You listened to the first Cure album. I did. So, explain your like history with the Cure. Like how much like involvement you've had with listening to them. Like what you know about them. What do I know about the Cure? Yeah. Um, I know that my mom used to be in love with the Cure when she right. was in high school. My involvement with them is literally probably a little bit deeper than the general population's yeah. involvement with The Cure. Like, um, you know the bops. I know the bops. You know the bops. I know Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, that's such a good song. <laughs> it's really good. You know, I know uh, I know Just Like Heaven. I know the bops. Yeah. But uh, recent uh, discussions have made me decide to kind of delve actually into their discography and try to get more cure knowledge yeah more uh, well versed more attuned to, to the cure. mr smith yes mr robert smith mr bobby smith bobbert bobbert smith <laughs> i'm trying to so like this has been interesting because this first cure album i really 
expected a little bit more out of it than I got. Yeah. I'm not impressed with it. I'm actually pretty bored. But I think... Here's the weird thing, okay? I can draw a lot of parallels between the first Cure album and, like, late 2000s to early 2010s British indie music. Yeah. I mean, definitely... And that's probably why I was so fucking bored listening to it. I definitely think that, like, that whole... Like, in even, like, the early 2000s, like, British or just, like, indie rock wave in general is, like, heavily, heavily owes itself to early The Cure and The Smiths in general. And then just, like, just the big four in general, like, New Order and Joy Division. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, a lot, a lot of, like, Interpol's early shit is, like, Joy Division, like, heavy. Um, you could say they definitely took a more poppy approach, but you could say the same thing about The Strokes. And then later on, you could definitely fucking say the same thing about Arctic Monkeys in the 1975. Um, there's a ton of other bands that are that same style that all have, like, the the whatever, yeah. like, fucking archetype for the song or for the artist name, which I don't like. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that I don't like that in modern use. The? Yeah, I don't like bands that do that. And I'm not saying that bands that do that are bad. I just think it's very tired at this point um but what my true feelings are is any band that has the before the band name terrible what about the melvins i guess they're technically melvins yeah they're technically just melvins but people say the melvins yeah maybe they maybe they did that because of what you just said i mean people also say smashing pumpkins instead of the smashing pumpkins it's true the nirvana the nirvana That'd people people say the Foo Fighters. Yeah. And it's just Foo Fighters. But, like, I guess if you're talking about them, you'd want to put the... the... Well, they're not know. individual Foo Fighters. It's not like Dave Grohl is a Foo Fighter. I guess. They all Foo Fight. Yeah, they all Foo Fight together and become the Foo Fighters. Nobody in the Melvins is named Melvin. I also just they're said the Melvins. Melvins. Yeah, they're all Melvin. <laughs> Was it Butthole Surfers or The Butthole Surfers? It was just butthole surfers. People just, like, throw the, like, on it if it doesn't... What about... But it really depends. It has to be, like, a plural name. I'm just having this weird revelation. I'm looking at these... These... This Dead Kennedys tape here. And it's not the Dead Kennedys. Yeah. It's just Dead Kennedys. Yeah, but people say the Dead Kennedys. Have you ever listened to... It's definitely a plural thing if it's referring to, like, something that could be, like, dropped down to, like, describing a, like could be a group of people or a group of thing like the smiths mm. the cure is kind of a weird thing but like that also makes sense with how that is used just in regular like like it you don't say cure. it's the cure for cancer yeah the cure specific albums is the cure for cancer if you want to uh, make the cancer become more aggressive and terminal um you make them listen to the top or blood flowers or any of the post wish albums which I still have yet to get into, but we will be yeah next doing, week. We'll be doing a whole thing on those. Yeah, next week because I did a Twitter poll where I basically said, "Yo, the Smiths are the cure." Didn't turn out the way I expected it to. Um, it got like 140 votes, and the Cure won like 60 to 40. That's not right. I mean. The thing is, like, for the longest time, I would have said The Cure way better than The Smiths. Oh. But, if you break it down, 
The Smiths, they recorded 74 songs in five years, which is pretty fucking impressive. It's a lot. And there's, like, two bad ones. Like, there's two, like, <laughs> bad Smith songs. Which ones did you have in mind? My my least favorite Smith song is, frankly, Mr. Shankly. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Give that one to you. And then, I don't know, probably a fucking deep cut off The Queen is Dead or some shit. Yeah. But The Cure has four straight-up bad albums. Like, straight-up just not good albums. And they've been around for 40 years, have released 225 songs. All I'm saying is, where is the Smiths uh, MTV special, you know? Where's the... Where yeah. they have the bands come up and Yeah, Blink-182 hasn't done a Smiths cover. Where's the Smiths cover? But where's the Tom DeLonge fucking Smiths cover? I kind of want that. They did a cover of, like, a post-punk song. I can't remember what it, what the original band was, but the song's called Another Girl, Another Planet. And they did a pretty good job. But Tom doesn't sing on it, so... That's, that's good. That's for the better. That's good. I think the reason that they didn't do a fucking MTV, like, icon thing is because, like, they probably couldn't get Johnny Marr and Morrissey in the same room together. Nah. Just have Morrissey there. That'd be a big fuck you to Johnny Marr singing. Well, like, if like, he wants to be a bitch and not show up, that's Johnny, Johnny also Marr's wrote problem. all that music. Yeah, well, it's not my problem. At least like Robert Smith like wrote all of the instrumentation for pretty much every single Cure album past uh, Faith, which is pretty impressive. Like if we're talking like Robert Smith versus Morrissey, like talent wise, Robert Smith definitely more talented. But Robert than Smith versus Johnny Marr, talent wise, I'm gonna say Johnny Marr. Oh, absolutely. I do think it's cool that the Cure and their later stuff used a fucking six-string bass. It's pretty badass. That's pretty cool. I think the Cure is definitely a more interesting band, stylistically. But the Smiths are way more consistent. I mean, they had they existed for five years and released seventy-two fucking bobs. Let's save the, this conversation for next week. For when <laughs> for you, when we actually do the thing. Yeah, for when we actually do the thing. For when I'm actually caught up on the, the Cure. The Cure. I might re-listen to the entire Smith's discography again. Okay, it's well. easy to do. It's like four hours. Yeah. So, Good bands. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I'm trying to get into the Morrissey solo material. It's nah, hard. You don't have to. I mean, you just gotta get the bops out. First the Gang to Die and uh, Every Day is Like Sunday. That's a, both good songs. Uh, Back on the Chain Gang or whatever the you fuck that song is. You that. Just those two. That's it. He's a he's an interesting man. I like Morrissey. I like how much of a fucking prick he seems. He's to be. such an asshole. I love it. He has the right. Like when he, he fucking played Riot Fest and he's just like, I will not perform unless every food cart stops serving meat. And like, <laughs> they had it, like every single food cart in the entire fucking fest couldn't serve meat during the two and a half hours he was performing. I want Morrissey's fucking like whatever it is they get like a, some kind of personal assistant or something i want to hear stories from whoever works closely with morrissey while he's on tour yeah i want that book i just want to know. i think it's just constantly just like so much just sighing so much just oh, oh. <laughs> like, like the it's like he doesn't really have like a take on anything like he won't see something and be like like we'll have anything cerebral or intelligent to say anything about it he'll just like see something and be like Oh, mm, I see. That's a thing. Oh. <laughs> That's quite silly. 
that's quite he's just like constantly like he's constantly just like negative sort of like negative an and condescending about everything like even though he does doesn't really have a thought about it yeah like it couldn't even be like that important like he he could like see like a woman like pushing her child in a stroller and he would just mm. turn around and be like hmm, sickens me <laughs> it's like what what sickens yeah, you yeah it's Morrissey? like what the fuck Morrissey? <laughs> how many assistants do you think morrissey's been through I think he probably just fired one. <laughs> like, as we were saying that? Yeah. And he doesn't really fire them. Like, there's no, like, determined, like, you're you're fired. It's always just, like, Morrissey is in the middle of, like, combing over his six hairs. And, like, the assistant <laughs> will be standing a bit too close. And he'll just go, hm, leave. And then he just goes on with his fucking thing in his dressing mm. room or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Do you think he secretly eats meat? Mm, I think he's too fat to not eat meat. I feel like he's such a fucking asshole that he definitely is a, like a fake vegan. Well, I had to try it. Yeah. I couldn't go on not knowing. I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> but creme brulee looks fun. So, mm, creme brulee. I don't know what creme brulee is. That, I don't think there's meat in creme brulee. But I still, I like doubt it's vegan. Pudding thing. I doubt creme brulee is fucking vegan. I doubt it's vegan, but I bet it's good. I bet it's vegetarian. Is Morrissey vegan or vegetarian? Pretty sure he's vegan. I don't know. He's the true straight Twitter edge. poll, do you think Morrissey's vegan or vegetarian? Do you think Morrissey's vegan or no, fake no vegan? I can fucking... I'll do a Twitter poll from our account right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like two people will answer. I'll just retweet it so like somebody will see it. Got the fucking six followers. Hells yeah. I haven't yeah. checked in a minute. I have no idea. Uh, Morrissey. We talk about Morrissey a lot. Uh, fuck, there was another dude that I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, just like the top three weirdo fucking musicians. Probably Morrissey, Billy Corgan, and Tom DeLonge. Those are probably the top three. You're not gonna put like... Brian Eno in there? Brian Eno's weird, but, like, I don't know. I'd count fucking... Jello Biafra's fucking weird. Yeah, they're all kind of up there. Um, Tom York from Radiohead's kind of a weirdo. He's still strange. I think most of his weirdness comes from his Forrest Whitaker eye, though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad thing to say, but it's fine. Um, who else is, like, a bizarro musician? I feel like they're all in their own right. I mean, Danzig. Danzig, look, that's my cat. Yeah, that is your cat. Your cat's cool. He's a, he's a fucking weirdo, though. He's weird. I don't but even know where he is right now. Glenn Danzig. Daryl Glenn Danzig. He's a strange one. I don't know. What, what's Glenn Danzig's actual name? Because I know it's not Glenn Danzig. It's like fucking... It's Glenn it's Antonio Fernandez. Like, it's like fucking Terry Bollea or some shit. Is... That's Hulk Hogan, but... <laughs> Glenn Danzig... I'm looking it up because I want to know. We can't go. Da, da, da. I don't know. The internet has nothing to say. Glenn Allen Anzalone. Oh, so Danzig is fake. Yeah, but Glenn is real. What, Why what? would Glenn be fake? Oh, Glenn is kind of a <laughs> shitty name. <laughs> he held on to that one. 63 years old. 63? Damn. Yeah, he's weird. I don't know what's going on with his fucking forehead and his hair. I don't know how he's held on to that that long. Yeah, like, Danzig, Nick Cave, like, all those fucking dudes have the same goddamn forehead and hair. It's goofy. 
He looks like kind of... He's just like an Easter Island head. Like what one of those would look like if you put it on a person's face and it had flesh. He's just a bad person. Danzig? Yeah. Why is that? Why do you say that? I'm not elaborating. Elaborate. No. I think he's an entertaining human being. Like that video (laughs) of him getting fucking knocked out. Because he like barely shoved the dude and just one hit knocks him out. (laughs) I mean he's fucking like five foot two. He's probably been living in fucking Danzig land so long. Kind of like how Prince was living in Prince Land so long. Yeah. Like, they heard that Kevin Smith bit about Prince or whatever when he worked with him on that, like, religious documentary thing he was doing. He's just... I want to spend a day with him. I want to go to Target with him. Danzig? Yeah. Get some cat litter? Get some cat litter. I told you about the whole thing where uh, Danzig, like, when he goes on tour with bands, he personally picks out the stuff that's on the rider oh, for the yeah, support yeah, bands. Yeah. And that, like, this is hearsay, so I don't know how true this is, and I'm probably getting details <laughs> wrong. But, like, when Power Trip did, like, that short run with uh, Danzig, like, on their rider, they had, like, a bunch of, like, fruits and vegetables and shit like that. And when Danzig went out to, like, personally buy the stuff, he, like, called the tour manager because he thought it was, like, a joke or, like, a mistake or something that all these, like, young kids were getting fucking fruits and vegetables and, like, thought there was, like, an issue or something because, like, he expected something different than, like, water and, like, celery and shit. And just the mental image of dancing just, like, standing in the produce section being like, what the fuck is this? What... What kind of asshole do you think I am? (laughs) Getting upset because they think, like, they're pulling a prank on him or some shit. God, fucking celebrities are so weird. I know. They all, like, I don't even, like, want to, like, think about, like, what secrets they have. It's just, like, secrets. Like, the slow stories that start just coming out about celebrities that aren't really a secret, but it's just no one really talks about or no one really observes. I just feel like everyone's a fucking weirdo. Which, I mean, you can apply that to, like, everyday people, because, like, I have my weird-ass, like, idiosyncrasies. But, like, celebrities are fucking whack. Yeah. And I, I don't think I, they start that way. I think they start with, like, a hint of, like, maybe craziness. Yeah, like, you gotta be a little weird to make it. But then, like, once you're, you know, you're successful and you have this, like, bubble around you. I mean, Danzig also started off from a weird background. Like, Misfits is not a normal background. No, no, it's not. And then he progressed into, like, living in the desert and fucking reading werewolf books and writing the first Samhain record. It's so weird. He loves werewolves. It's he fucking loves awesome. Werewolves. I love. I mean, I, I like to make werewolf movies. I like werewolf movies. I like werewolf movies. I like that one werewolf movie. What the <laughs> fuck was the name of that? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, a while back, we used <laughs> to have this thing where we'd go to like secondhand video stores and we would just buy the shittiest looking horror movies that we could find. And there was one that we found called The Feeding, that. Um, it was just, like, a shitty, low-budget, like, horror movie. I don't know how serious it was being, but it was entertaining as fuck. Um, it just had this, like, shitty, like, mascot-looking werewolf dude that it was, like, the main was enemy. The wor- okay, this werewolf, the special effects, they didn't show the werewolf for, like, the first couple killings. Yeah, they, like, showed his hands or something yeah. like that. And then when they finally unveil this fucking dude in this werewolf costume it's so underwhelming worse than you think it would be it's like not even like 
that you see earlier. It's not even like laughably bad. It's just oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's like a oh, they really did not try with this one. It kind of looks like he has really thin like party streamers all over him. Yeah. I don't know. If you can find a stream of the feeding, watch it specifically because there's some like iconic lines in it and then there's one badass dude what's his name like ty or ty, some shit the best fucking he's uh, like the most badass character there's one scene where he fucking jumps off of a waterfall yeah, <laughs> to escape the werewolf yeah like the werewolf is behind him and he's just like all right gotta do this so he just fucking like launches himself off a waterfall and lands like fucking pencil dive yeah I don't want to spoil anything at the end either, but there is yeah. a scene where he jumps over a ring of fire. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Like, he's the best character. He's pretty cool. There's... What was this one line in there? Uh, I love... Or Camp Rocks. That's for the white like dudes. Uh, oh, they're, shit. They're, like, coming up to, like, a stream where, like, all the girls... Because it's, like, this, like, early 20s, like, hanging out in the woods. Like, three dudes, Supposed three girls. Supposed to be early 20s. Supposed to be they early 20s. They all look like they're in their mid-fucking 30s. Yeah, they all look pretty fucking old. But, like, all the girls are already in the river and they're, like, topless and shit. And, like, <laughs> the dudes come up and, like, there's, like, oh, fucking didn't wait for us. And then, like, they're all, like, getting undressed or whatever. I just want to say, the girls in the water, clearly super uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it's probably cold as fuck. Yeah, I know, they're, like, standing in this water, like, whole, like, doing that thing where they put their arms over, like, their own body and, like, hold... Like, right under their fucking boobs because they're cold or whatever. Yeah. And some of them are just, like, trying to cover up as much as they can. They're only, like, waist deep in this water. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, the dudes are starting to get undressed because they're going to jump in the river with them. And, like, before they do, like, one dude, like, taps the other dude on the shoulder, oh. waits, like, ten seconds, and then just goes, camping rules. <laughs> and then, then, then it just cuts to a different scene. And it's like, what the fuck? But oh, it's, like, man. it's one of those things where, like, the it was so offbeat like the line delivery like if you would cut like a couple seconds between like him tapping the shoulder and saying the line it would have been perfectly fine it would have been a corny line but the amount of silence between him doing the <laughs> it was too camping <laughs> rules <laughs> bad line bad movie but even worse by made even worse by the timing yeah. It was funny. Great fucking movie. That was probably the, one of the better ones of the, like, shitty movies. Oh, I don't think... Oh, the best one we watched was the one where the guy fucking resurrects the fucking girlfriend. It's, like, it takes place in, like, 2003, Which, and there's, like, element oh, posters all... What the fuck was that movie called? I don't remember. It was, like, something... Ah, oh, fuck. And you had, probably like, music have the videos DVD from, like, these, uh, like, yeah. bands that got bigger, like, later Yeah, on. it was, uh... It was this shitty, like, vampire movie where, like... It wasn't, it wasn't a vampire, a vampire movie. movie. It, it just... It, it seemed like a vampire movie because they were all goth kids. Yeah, he resurrected his fucking girlfriend from the dead and made her into a zombie. Yeah, and, like, there's, like... They have, like, Avenged Sevenfold posters and shit everywhere. It's, like, very clearly, like, 2004, 2005. Like, I think at one point one of the dudes has, like, a sidekick or something like that. Yeah. And he's well, fucking typing on the physical Everyone's keyboard. fucking skateboarding and everyone's wearing, like, fucking, like, element clothing. Yeah. And uh, in the special features for the DVD, they have, like, a throwdown music video, which is really, like, I would not expect. And at one point, they're in the actual movie. They go to, like, a concert, and uh, it's in this moment. Oh, yeah! Like, early in this moment. I need to find out what fucking movie that is. You probably have the DVD somewhere. I'm gonna go go find it really quick. You entertain. I'll be right back. I'm running away. Yeah, but the, the cover of the movie 
looks like a 2005 like deathcore cover it's just so shittily done and it's it's genuinely an entertaining movie like i enjoyed it thoroughly but it's just so fucking cringy early 2000s bullshit it definitely like Found it. what was it called uh beneath the surface yeah beneath the surface because it sounds like a fucking deathcore band <laughs> it's fucking awesome that was probably like one of the, the best, best ones one. the best one actually legitimately though was draniac Draniac was really good. But that was just because it was, like, an Evil Dead, right? That was, like, Sam Raimi worship, basically. Yeah. But, like, that was genuinely good. Like, we got that because the cover looked stupid and ended up being actually an entertaining, low-budget film. Yeah. The fucking practical effects in that were the coolest shit ever. Yeah, that movie was really fucking good. Probably the worst one was Termination Point. Yeah, that was disappointing. That fucking Lou Diamond Phillips movie. Yeah. Oh, it looked like it was going to be goofy as hell. But yeah, like, and it ended up just being really, really bad. And not even, like, in a rewarding, like, entertaining way. It was just so fucking bad. God. <laughs> I keep, I want to watch Beneath the Surface again. I know. I might have to pop that in later. Yeah. Alright. Music. Music. This has been, like, a not very musical music podcast. That never is. We talked about music for a minute. What have you been listening to recently? Recently, Let let's me... let's do our recently played on Spotify. Oh, the Cure. <laughs> That's it, just the Cure. Let me check out my recents. It takes forever for Spotify to open on my phone, so I might have to go first. Um, I gotta fucking get there. <laughs> Fuck. Entertaining oh. podcast. I know. Okay, here we go. So I got... I was listening to Strange Ways by the Good Smiths. Album. Gearing up for the next podcast. Uh, it's my favorite Smiths album. There's some Jeff Rosenstock on here, too. Then Catholic Werewolves. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, shout out to Catholic Werewolves. Um, good friends. Uh, I love them to death. I've seen them a bunch of times over the years. They released an album can't think of the name of it because it's a long album it's uh you're gonna miss everything cool and die young you're gonna miss everything cool and die angry die angry that's it that's the name I of the album i can see the rest of it because it like cuts it off uh if you like like upbeat like pop punk ish like power pop stuff um with like short songs like each song is like a minute and a half um very like influenced by like zoloff the rock and roll destroyer and like just like the early 2000s east coast power pop wave it's really good it's like an 18 minute long album and if you enjoy like upbeat punk style stuff um you'll really like it It has really good melodies one of my favorite albums of last year and it came in clutch like at the end of the year um really fucking good big big shout outs to them Uh, what else do you got oh that one band you showed me the fucking Skull Cult one? Oh yeah, Skull Cult. Yeah, that's in there. The, that's like the weirdo synth punk metal. They're a fucking mix of things. Skull Cult's really good. What else do you got? Uh, I got, I got Gorilla Biscuits in here. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, I don't know. I've kind of just been going back through some, some stuff. But yeah. I've got... Um, on the way here, I listened to the end of a year album you are beneath me because that's kind of my go-to driving album uh, i listen to the album a lot really good just punk alternative stuff um i listened to an ep from this band called witch cult this morning which is just super dirty sounding punk um i listened to uh 
Garland's The Album by Cocteau Twins. Cocteau Twins? Cocteau Twins. Cocteau? Every single time I hear someone say their name, they say it a little bit different. Mm. I say Cocteau Twins. I'm probably wrong, but it's fine. I also listen to... That's the fun way to say it. Yeah. I listen to the Noose album, The Moral Law, which is like a straight-edge band from Chicago that were like super militant, super fucking assholes, but so good. Like, super militant. Um... I also listened to Funeral Designs by Crowning, and I'm Overcome with Hate by Tweak, two, like, really good Screamo Grind-ish records. Oh, uh, let's see. That's about it. Um, just been listening to that st- type of stuff, and then a lot of, love Drug Church and End of a Year, but that's kind of normal for me. Um, I kind of listen to the same shit almost every single week. I have, like, a lot, I have, like, 10 or 11 just go-to albums, and then, like, everything else. Yeah, I I got a couple of those that are in there, but I didn't even fucking bother mentioning them. Yeah, because they're fucking... Trying to mention the uh, new stuff. George Clanton. No, I actually had a title fight in there. Nice. Because I always seem to go back to title fight. They're a good time. band. Yeah. Still don't think they need to release a new album. No. I'd like for them to, but I don't think it's necessary. And I feel like if people keep posting about it and like being pushy about it, it's never going to happen. You're going to speak it out of existence. It's probably done, and they're going to be like, oh, man, everyone, like, is being kind of rude about wanting us to release another album. Maybe mm-hmm. this isn't good enough, and then they scrap it and never release another album. We'll pull a Morrissey. We'll just be dicks about, hmm, I could release this, but I'd rather not. Hmm, you'll have to take it from me. <laughs> well, the, like, post, like, coordinates is, like, our album's located <clears throat> at, like, 86.789 degrees north. That'd be 38 degrees west it's, you have to find it it's like in a tree somewhere it's like a fucking 4chan post yeah it's like you get the reel to reel on a fucking yeah in a fucking tree people like look for it though like someone would probably like buy oh, a absolutely. boat and go out into a fucking lake to find it for sure I mean people did that stupid project cicada thing what was that it was like this uh, I think it started on 4chan supposedly it was like this secret agency that um, put up all these puzzles and stuff for people to solve on 4chan, and then once they started figuring all those out, it started branching out into, like, having to go to certain locations in the world and finding these clues and then deciphering them. And then, I guess, whoever, uh, they picked, like, I think it was, like, the top 10 or 30 or something people that passed these tests, uh, got picked for this program. No one really knows exactly what it is still to this day i'm probably getting probed there there was some speculation that it was just like a big marketing thing for like a game or something but it's probably an advertisement for detroit become human maybe i don't know i don't know what it was you ever been geocaching before no i've never done that i've been geocaching uh i've only been uh geocaching on accident where i've been in a place and i've been like oh this is a geocache spot (laughs) Like, oh, this is just a fucking, like, Tupperware container filled with weird shit. And I've always just, like, opened it up and, like, alright. What are you supposed to do? You put something in? I think you put something in to take something out. I don't know. It's for dudes that wear cargo shorts. And, like, have, like, white socks that are kind of rolled up. Mm. Um, People with too much, like, people that work... Hiking boots but aren't hiking. They work, like, coding jobs. They have, like, too much time on their hands. Hey guys, you wanna go geocaching over the weekend? Like, oh no, I gotta go to fucking work, Todd. <laughs> yeah. I gotta spend time with my family and my kids. No, okay, well, uh, once you become cool, no, you can come with me sometime. 
Once you uh, Chris Benoit, your family, you can go geocaching with me. Yeah. Chris Benoit, two weeks in a row. I don't know if I mentioned Chris Benoit last week. I don't know week. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit? Mentioned him. Chris Benoit. Mentioned him this week. I've done it like eight times in the past like 30 seconds. Okay. Chris Benoit. This episode of You Should Listen to This is sponsored by Chris Benoit. Uh, also, <laughs> also sponsored by Mean Gene Orkland. Rest in peace. Really upset about that, actually. Um, also sponsored by Super Dave Osborne, a.k.a. Marty Funkhauser. Um, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> this has been a mess. It's been a mess, but you know what? I got a lot of silence to trim. Got a lot of... No, you and not a lot it's of time. Fine. I know, it's fine. Uh, we'll leave it all in. You should follow us on Twitter at YSLTTPod on twitter.com you should subscribe and leave a review on itunes which found out the reviews on itunes are like the way that they work are bullshit basically the reviews don't work in the same way as like a yelp review would work it basically like five star reviews are the only ones that count so if someone did a zero star or like a four star it doesn't account for anything well that's good and all that the five-star reviews do is just, like, bump up, like, your chances of being in the search results. Cool. So, yeah, leave a five-star review if you enjoy <laughs> this or don't. Because if you do anything else, it doesn't do anything. So, yeah, leave a five-star review. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud. Um, listen to us on Google Play. We're on that, right? Yeah, we're on there. I'll put a link to that in the uh, thing. thing. In the I'll tweet. Put it, I'll put it in there. We'll do a link dump. I gotta fix the Google Play name, though, because it's you should listen to this, but it's all smooshed into one word. That's how it is on iTunes as well. Oh, I gotta fix that. I, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Jackson Buns, J-A-C-K-S-O-N-B-U-N-Z. Uh, cash at me, dollar sign carrying flowers. Um... You can follow Darby. You can follow me at Pearl Jam is Jizz. Pearl Jam is Jizz. And that's on Twitter. And then you can also uh, PM me on Facebook. Just find me on there. Yeah, search. Just find me on there and I'll forget to add you. Yeah, because you don't use Facebook. I barely use Facebook. Only for Um, sending money. So send me money on Facebook. Send me money on Facebook. Uh, Listen to this podcast I'm gonna tell you to do that at the end of the podcast listen to the State of the Union address listen to United Nations the Screamo Band listen to your mom and your dad yeah, listen to your parents. Your they parents. they have a lot of good things to give you listen. sometimes, depending on who your parents are. Um, you have a lot to thank your mother for, um, your existence in life, um, various like lessons, trauma. Um, yeah, listen to your parents. Listen to your parents.